For all your fantasy football needs, check out the Ringer Fantasy Football Show with me, Danny Kelly, along with Danny Heifetz and Craig Horlbeck. That's the Ringer Fantasy Football Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am... I was going to be serious and somber because we just had to shut down the app. And I, and I still want to talk about that. I cannot for the life of me figure out how to open Slack. And I can't stop getting messages It's now. not meant for you. It's I'm getting not meant the push for you. notifications from the ringer. Watching Mike use but a I phone. Can't op- you couldn't do it either, though. That made me feel better. The okay. Fact that it, see, again, another one. Just got another Slack. If it's, click on that message. Let's open it. Here we go. And let's get started. I can't help you, bro. We're, in, we're recording a podcast. I told you after I I, I, I don't cook you up. I don't want to make light. Of, I don't want to make light of this. Sorry, right, we're going to be serious for the next few minutes because it, it is a serious thing, and it was a lot of money lost and a lot of investor money lost, and it was a sad weekend for sure. Uh, you've heard. I would assume. Wait, the, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're, that's how we're starting the show, just automatically like that. Just like I, just want, to get in, I, do, I want. I want to get into it. it. It's hard for me to talk about anything else when that is like the most major life changing business card hobby event that's ever happened to me. All right. It's hard to believe. Hey, let's talk about Tyrese Halliburton. Like, you know. Ooh. Exactly. So Card Shop Live, the live streaming app that me and Jesse and uh, our whole team had founded, uh, created about, actually, I think it was two years ago in November. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when uh, renewals started happening, getting yeah. cards and stuff. Uh, we did. We closed up shop this past weekend. It happened very abruptly. We knew we were closing down in November anyways. And then we had some kind of unfortunate events with stuff kind of getting out and sellers needing to leave, which we, again, totally understandable. Uh, and so we ended up shutting down this past weekend. Sunday night was our last night of business. Um, we are going to turn this into a segment, obviously, like, hey, the the, the uh, gauntlet of opening and running a hobby business. I called it the drama of owning a <laughs> the car drama? business because sure. there is a lot of drama. Yeah, I mean, there were some fatal flaws right from the very- I, and, and you know what's interesting? I can honestly say, and I am not humble enough to just say this just to say it, uh, I can honestly say the biggest issue entirely falls on me and that it was not raising enough money. Everybody went out and raised checks for all these streaming platforms early. And my thought was, well, I don't want to give away equity. I want to, I want to, like we raised a little sure. over, we raised about 1.4 million in total, just to be totally transparent, uh, two private investors. And then uh, of course, SGC, we've told you was involved. Um, and then I had a, a little over a hundred, hundred and hundred to 120,000 of my own money. Um, the It's wild though. Like, I was like, no, we, if we own it all, great. Like it's going to be successful or mm-hmm. just small team. We will own this thing. It'll become this big deal. And looking back, it's like, man, have we just a smaller piece of a much bigger pie is worth is better than an empty pie. Like it's, it's a weird yes. thing to say, but in hindsight, everything's a little different. Yeah. I mean, it also, it definitely reflects the state of the market right now. It is, it was absolutely brutal. This was also before Fanatics Live ever got announced. Yeah, so to, to some other major, major changes too. Obviously, we we had launched in March of last year. We started in November, soft launch in March. We actually had our most productive months early. Yep. A um, couple things became apparent right off the bat. Like you need mar- money for marketing is the only way you're driving people to a site in, in volume, which happened the first few months we were open. Um, after that, it got very, very difficult to do that. And it's expensive to do that. So it's kind of like, 
if you don't have the money to do it, you can't do it. But if you don't do that, you're not going to grow. Uh, so that became very difficult. Catch 22. Yeah. The other thing that became super tough was, uh, so about six months to a year after that, it's like, hey, let's start courting sellers. Maybe we can give away some equity. We can bring some people in. And we actually had a couple deals signed or just about signed with some major, major breakers. I'm not going to name them because there's no reason to. Uh, and they just got unbelievable offers from either TikTok, whatnot, or Fanatics Live. Mm-hmm. Fanatics Live was not even a thought when we started this thing. We knew there was whatnot. And then Loop sure. and Drip were the two other little guys. And hey, we can compete with them. We could be number two, maybe. Yeah. That was really the goal. Uh, whatnot has since, I don't know, 50X. Like, well, ridiculous. they're not even cards anymore. They're like just live selling of everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fanatics Live obviously has a huge presence. eBay Live started up after that, which has not been as much of a, a big deal, but it still could be. And then TikTok, like the amount of users and people and the, the deals they offer to sellers on TikTok was just nothing we could compete with. Uh, and so, yeah, it just got to be a point where we were, and then these last six months too, you know, even consistent customers. And we had a pretty tight community with all of our sellers. It was like, hey, got to take a couple months off from my PYT. You know, I can't, can't take the pirates the next few months. Bills are tight. Like that did become a real thing for a lot of our people. Like, hey, we we just don't have the money, which is is realistic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, the that was the fatal flaw: not having enough, not raising enough money, and then yeah, trying to recruit sellers and have them buy into this thought or this dream that you have. Um, because yeah, hey, that sounds great, but I can go to TikTok and pay no fees and have six hundred people in my room in a week. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I can go to whatnot that has 800,000 active users. I mean, or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning, the early days, that was definitely the competitor was whatnot. It was what we had over a lot of other people was a niche. Like we were more of like a personalized. Granted, we would love to have had like a ton of other sellers on there, but it was almost like you had, we had a list of guys wanting to get on the, the app. And they didn't meet my standards. And the, it was a big issue of, okay, well, if you come over, what are you bringing with you? Is there any difference to right. where do you stand out? Do you ha- even have an audience? It was a lot of yep. a lot of factors that went into why we wanted to keep it uh, a little bit more compact, but also at the same time grow as much as possible. And it's it's hard to give a quality product a- at the same time keep the lights on. I mean, like a, a quality product means you have to have a lot of people in coming in, and for a lot of people, you also have to have a lot of people selling all the time for a lot of people selling all the time. You need to have a lot of people in there. And for a lot of yeah. people, you need to have money. And <laughs> right. that's where it comes down to Mike's point is we just didn't have the money to, to put them in. But you, the one thing you can't fault in any of this are the people that worked on the app that worked for the company that absolutely. I, would the agree people, that. I mean, like, okay, uh, full transparency. You and I took like, I think we had three months of any kind of payment from the app. I made seventy five hundred dollars. Yeah, um, I lost about one hundred and twenty five. You made seventy five. I thought I made six. So I was you making, were making more money. Man. I was okay. making twenty five hundred cool. a month for those three months. I made two thousand. So yep. So I made six thousand dollars. The whole uh, season worked for free. It was unbelievable. Yeah, like well, and other people got <laughs> paid a little longer. Some people got paid a little bit uh, here and there, but for the most part, yep. after a while, we were just like this team was like, hey, we believe in this. We don't yeah, want to. We don't want to see it fail. We yeah. won't take a paycheck either. And in, I will even say this, and I've told them this privately, but even the investors, it was like, hey, because there's, again, there's three people that lost money and then myself. Um, it's it's crazy. I just, that to me has been the most difficult thing to deal with. The failure yeah. stinks anyways. I just feel like, hey, totally, totally responsible myself. Um, but losing other people's money is weird. I can write off the money I lost. Like I know, mentally I'm saying, 
taxes wise as well. Uh, but yeah, like honestly in my head, I'm like, Hey, this was my, it wasn't just mine, but I, my thinking was, Hey, this was my idea. I have skin in the game. Yes. I'm going to end up taking a bath financially, but that's what you get. If you lose other people's money, you should as well. But yeah, trying to talk to some of these guys and it's, it's, it's weird how the phone calls have gone because well, they're to their like, credit. They're well, that's what I mean. That's great the, people. The three of them. Yeah. It's, it's just been like, Hey, like we knew what we were buying into as a startup. Most startups fail. It was a great idea. The timing was terrible and the execution wasn't great. And who would have known the market would have done this? You know? Yeah. 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 But, and, and some of the sellers too, like some of these guys came over totally uprooted communities, came over and started selling and going crazy. And that was great to see as well. Like we appreciate their efforts. Like I said, we, we were going to go kind of through the, to the middle officially it was going to be the 18th, 19th of November. And then word kind of got out, which it shouldn't have. And at that point people were like, Hey, we got to move now if it's coming, which I, I, I cannot blame anybody. Uh, I was, I'm thankful. I was able to help two of the sellers get on other platforms, which was cool and kind of get them set up. And some of the other sellers got themselves set up as they wanted to. Um, but it has made me gun shy though. I will tell you, I even had a real estate deal come in last week and mm. I didn't even finish the pitch. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to just chill for a bit. Cause I was like, and it's yeah. not a financial thing, but I was like, I don't, and I guess that probably comes back, but yeah, it's, it's really made me rethink like, what else do I need in my life to complicate it? And I will say too, we, we will end up selling somewhere else. Like everybody else, mm-hmm. sports cards, nonsense, and the SCN breaks brand will go somewhere else. Uh, we have not decided where we're talking to three different companies. We're trying to kind of narrow it down and we'll figure out what's best for us. Um, but it wasn't even that at the end of the day, it was, Hey, this thing is continuing to lose money. There was a number in my head that I was comfortable losing. It would sting, but it wouldn't put me and the family in a tough situation. And then we started to get to that threshold. And it was like, Hey, at the end, it was almost like, you know what? You just got to do it like a bandaid. I, I really felt that way. Cause it was like, if we don't do it now, I'm going to keep trying to find excuses to keep it going. And it's yeah. going to become an issue. So, well, and I think there's, you know, okay. Where do you go from this point? Uh, when you shut down a business, is there, is everybody going to get taken care of? Any customer that was, has bought anything, anybody who was in an open break, they're all being refunded. It's all being handled as we speak. There's only a few that haven't been. I think like at this point, there's maybe four or five guys who have reached out. Um, so it's all being handled on, on the back end. And at this time, everybody leaving the app for the majority is very like, this was a great opportunity, very encouraging. So to be a part of something like that, to, to know like, okay, we're doing right by the people, the people that are worked on it, that did for the most part, keep this thing going are happy. They're, they're still, we, we can be friends outside of this. It does feel like a success in that sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for those people. I don't, yeah, it's tough for me to label anything a success. No, we lost money for the, you know, myself and for the investors, but I get your point. I do see the sentiment there. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Well, and so. I didn't have as much writing on it as you did. Right. Like, I sure. mean, in the beginning, I, I, I don't know if we ever talked about this or not, but I tried to talk you out of doing this. Like I, I said, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. And then yep. you, you move forward with it anyways. And then you let me still come like, come on board, even despite that. Cause I was like, you know what? All right. If you're going to do it, I want to be involved somehow. So, and I thought this was going to be life changing. Like I really, I was like, you know what? Yeah. I think this, the live streaming platforms two years ago, it was such a brand new thing. I was like, this is, and I still believe, obviously it's the truth. Like now it is the buying e-commerce, the way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, I really was like, man, even, even now, I think I own 45% of the thing. I was like, oh, if this thing ends up being worth 40, 50 million dollars, which I didn't sure, think was unreasonable. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what we all thought. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is going to be, it's that, that was tough too, to see that go away. But at the end of the day, it wasn't even about that. It was the rest of the stuff that kind of sticks with you. Um, yeah. That, I think that part of it kind of died about a maybe six months, me. a year ago. Yeah, and It, it, it became just... clear like, Hey, we need to find an exit plan to get people's money back if we can. Yeah. And then even that just became, and, and like I said, investor meetings a year and a half ago were totally different than they've been the last six months. Like it's not even and we're, the same world. We're in a position where it's not like it couldn't be spun up or something. It's mothballed essentially. Like if there was yeah, a, that's the big someone push. who's interested we in the software. Sell, right. We want to sell the tech, the software. Everything is still viable, still working. It just needs to be turned back on essentially. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to try to market the tech through some uh, like tech brokers for a couple hundred thousand dollars. That'll be the plan. Get the debts paid off and then hopefully get some investor money back. So I will say that, yeah, if you're in the market, if you're a, even a big breaker, like, hey, you want your own thing and you want to run with it. $50 million. Take away some zeros. But I yeah, want all of it. But yeah, we would we would absolutely, I mean, at this point, like I said, salvage that. We have people that would happily stay on on the tech side, especially to help. So uh, so yeah, that's kind of the next push with it is what can we do to now sell it off and get something for it. Starting a business in the hobby, people. Not always candy and rainbows. And timing. I'll be, uh, this is the other biggest point to me. Timing. Breaking, I got into in 2017. Otani comes in 2018. You can Not walk in bad. No, that's what I mean. The timing there was unbelievable. Timing there was more responsible for the success and the major sale of that breaking company than anything else. Yeah, I had a good flair on camera and we had fun and we took care of the people, but the timing. I think the same was true here. I think the negative, the timing here, just total opposite of yep. absolute titans coming in to be competitors and making it impossible to find other sellers. That was, again, you live with the timing, you die with the timing at times. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but, like I said, we're going to try to push and try to see if we can get this thing salvaged for something and sell it off. And we'll try to find a home for sports cards, nonsense and SCN breaks, and then uh, kind of keep the community updated when we decide where we're going. So good news is despite Mike's uh, post that had only sports cards, nonsense, in it, the podcast is fine. Nothing is affecting us. I mean, granted, hopefully nothing's affecting us. I don't know of anything affecting us at this point in time. That stinks, but the podcast I, totally separate to business, know right? that we are still here every Monday and Thursday For and or however weeks. you choose to listen to us. Um, and plus another multiple years after that, uh, I, I have it on good authority. We're being resigned. I can't tell you why, but there's no chance anyway. Um, at this point, I think we can go on next topic. You know what? Big picture. That wasn't the big picture. You know, what is wrong about wax? What did you, what it is that? I don't even know what that is. You wrote it is. Down I find it brutal now. I almost want to like, let's just wait for Chris and just, just talk. <laughs> just fast. Talk. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even that's kidding. Why, that's why I wanted to say it. Cause I knew no, that no, would no. be, I, I, I also don't want, I wanted to get I know this you out. Want to get it cause, done cause that's the other thing too. I think you're going to start seeing stuff out there. Like, Hey, this happened. I imagine not that it's a major deal for most people, but I think you will start to see, I want it to be, Hey, you heard it from us. And by the way, I would just say this too. If any content creators want to pick up the story, I don't know why you would reach out. I'm happy to tell you every detail of the failure. I have no issue with that. But I would rather us be the ones responsible for saying, you know, the real reason why it went under. But yeah, anyway, um, I think we yeah, could we, talk about a couple things. Um, we can. I do the, have some buy, sell, hold or whatever you want to talk so about. So the wax right? thing, I, I'll do real quick. I, okay. I was wrong about CSL and that business failed. I was wrong about. <laughs> um, hey, so Bowman Sterling, we talked about last week. I said, hey, we're getting a few cases. Um, which we are. We're only getting three cases. You were we, wrong about that. Well, no, I was wrong because I was like, you know, it's just overpriced. The singles aren't going to sell for what they're supposed to sell for. Um, 
the checklist then dropped yesterday. By the way, if anybody from Tops or Fanatics is listening, the most unbelievable thing that could ever happen for an LCS, for a breaker, for anybody ordering wax ahead of time, pre-ordering. Oh, okay. Is if they had access to a checklist ahead of time. I will tell you right now, had we had access to this checklist ahead of time, mm-hmm. instead of ordering, it was either two or three cases. I actually forget what it was. And they got delayed. They're not going to be here until next week, not yeah. tomorrow. Uh, we would have ordered 15 to 20 cases. What, what's, what's with the checklist? Well, the checklist is unbelievable. So first of all, you have all your rookies. The 2023 rookie class is unbelievable. Okay. Nothing new. But Bowman Sterling went super heavy into the prospects this year. They've done that in the past, but they've not been as comprehensive as this year. Oh. Let me ask you this. I don't, you're not the right guy for this, yeah. but you may know anyways. Go ahead. Could you name a major prospect from 2023? Oh, think about this. I think a you, major prospect from yeah, like 2023? A, like a Bowman guy. Oh, that was already in the product this year? I thought you would I know mean, this. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, no, no. Um, when uh, I say the name, you'll know. know it. I know. Uh, no, Drew. I uh, Jones. Yep. You remember Drew, oh, Drew Jones? Jones. Yeah, yeah, of for course. The yes, both with a U. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, Drew Jones is in the product. Junior yes. Caminero, the most unbelievable, the hottest prospect on the planet right now, is in the product. Jackson yep. Holiday, Jackson Churio, um, the, Mikey Romero for the Red Sox. Is I know up. every single one of these names. Not Mikey Romero. What gets me confused is the when, when they're distinguished as a prospect and rookie. So they haven't made their. I know. Still pros- right. I, get I, I just can't them. tell. I don't know who's like actively a rookie, and I didn't know. So how like to Corbin Carroll's that. a rookie. Drew Jones is not. Jordan Lawler's still a prospect. All these guys that like the checklist is wasn't Ellie in that product, but he's a rookie. Ellie's in the product as a prospect, though I think. But that's, I think, see, that's where I was like, I, that's all I kept thinking was Ellie. But I right. don't Ellie think he counts. That's another good example. Though. Ellie hasn't really had rookie autos on anything tops this year. Yeah, he'll have a prospect auto when that's not a rookie, but like that's a big deal. The amount of guys they put in is. It is. I, this is going to end up being. I, I would almost guarantee you, two months from now, if you, if you say, "Hey, what product did you order?" Either way too much of and lose money on. That'll be Bowman Chrome. Okay. We ordered way too much. It's tanked. What's the product you didn't order enough of and you left a ton on the table? I would almost guarantee in Sterling. six months, it'll be Sterling, which is shocking. I've never been a big Sterling fan. Again, this isn't me pumping it up because, hey, we're going to start listing all these cases. We have two or three. Um, but like, it's just, it's a weird looking product this year. I think they did a good job with the multi-autos, with everything else. So, When does I- that product come out? Friday, tomorrow. So it does come out tomorrow. Oh, you know who I did not look for, actually? I'm curious about this. Hang on. Control F. You can do a keyword search. Ever oh, heard of it? Oh, he's, he's learning, people. I wonder if Salas is in this. Or is he Miami? I always forget who this kid's playing for. My only thing with this is, like, I've, when haven't we seen so much baseball lately? And, like, I don't know. Is this not, like, overkill to some degree? I, I was just no. hoping they were going to spread this out a little <clears> bit more, <throat> maybe closer to, like, the holiday time or something like that. We'll have best in draft then. Those always come out roughly. When does Series 1 come out? Next year, February, March. Let me look. Uh, series 1. I look. I, am, I'm I can't look. imagine it's on any calendar yet. Maybe it is. It's yeah. generally about that time. The baseball products that are coming out for the rest of the year, Bowman Sterling, yes. Um, there's some Panini products. NT and Flawless are coming out still, which are nice. Archives Panini. Baseball, which and that's cheap not, crap. Yeah, that's like it's Walmart fine. stuff. Well, um, it's, just, and it's a set builder stuff. And then Topps Chrome Update Series. By the way, my son, she just texted me, just woke up. He has been sleeping almost four hours. That's impressive. Okay, go ahead. What I don't saying? like that. Every time you tell you, it always concerns me. I feel like he's sleeping too long. What's his iron levels like? Let me check. I'm on. not going to talk nutrition with you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, um, well, we, yeah, I was just saying Tops Chrome Update Series Baseball comes what out is in that? November. We went November heavy, 15th. We went heavy on that one because they're going to have those pro debut patches in there. And there's Breakers Delight skew of that as well. 
So that comes out November 15th. Yeah, there's just... What's but like then after there that? It doesn't look like there's anything else for the rest of the year. At yeah, least not so tops, at least will, that's been announced as of right now. Yeah, so a couple will probably drop. Like Stadium Club got canceled for the 18th of October. Yeah. I'd imagine at some point that comes back out. Stadium Club Chrome as well. Uh, and like I said, Draft and Best will be the last two big, big releases for the year. And the next year you'll pick up with... Like Series 1 is always real early. Tribute is actually a super early product. Inception's always early in the year. So we'll see. But, but then uh, we start getting like Donruss football. Oh yeah, football fun. and basketball start picking up. NBA hoops, yeah. I look forward to that. I'm glad. I am glad that you like baseball so much because I I cannot force myself to really get behind it. And it's amazing. I can't watch a game though. Yeah. <laughs> I actually enjoy researching the product and this and that, but I I cannot bring myself even the the World Series. I'm like I just don't care. So we are going to have uh, Chris McGill from Card Ladder. He's going to give a little bit of a market update. Uh, I've got this question recently, and I realized we don't. I don't think we ever really talk about it on the show. Whenever we do mailbag. Uh, we get a lot of guys who will message us separately on different platforms and they'll say, Hey, I've got a mailbag question, this or that. Sometimes we don't get to them. I feel bad about that. If you want to get in the one that we typically go off of it, we put it in the Facebook group Mondays, Thursdays, about 1030 central time, right before we're about to record the pod. And that's where we pull mailbag questions from. Now, you can still continue to use it. You can go to the sportscardsnonsense.com website. There's ways to submit questions there. You can just email to sportscardsnonsense at gmail.com. We'll sometimes take them from there. You can take them from any of the social media platforms, but the Central One Facebook group. There you go. Now, hopefully, we've answered that question once and for all, or at least for the next couple months. Um, All right. So... At this point, I think we're going to go ahead and cut over to Chris McGill, and uh, then we'll talk about how my Celtics put up 150 points in a regular season game. You want to talk about Dame? No. Dame, good thing he did so well in that first game, because he is averaging 21 points, and I don't think he would be averaging even in the, maybe in like the, the lower teens. It's uncomfortable to listen to you try to talk about basketball. That's fine. I, all you have here. to do is look at the stats. I mean, I don't really have to know a bunch. I just look. Chris McGill from Card Letter has joined us. How the heck are you, sir? Doing well. I, I hope your basketball knowledge is up, Jesse, oh, because oh, quiz time. Baby. we have a game involving <laughs> basketball. Yes! I'd like to specify some of these are not games. It's trivia. I don't consider trivia. Well, trivia is a game. What are you talking about? Is trivia a game? Uh, I don't okay. know. Is okay. Jeopardy a game, bro? It's a show. It's a game show. <laughs> hey, are you growing a goatee, Chris McGill? Nope. I've just uh, only shaved myself about once a month. And That's fair. We're, even on, we're, on that the cycle. we're on that You look cycle. homeless. Hey, what's no, going on here? Are you, is great. everything okay? The card market is down, boys. The card market <laughs> is down. Tell you that expensive move to Dallas, new apartment, hey, new house there. Not great. Not hey, good timing. Can I can I play something for both of you? This is not a paid appearance either, so can, it's not can, helping the cause. Can I play can I, you know what? I'm gonna play this for both of you. I want you to hear it and I want you to tell me when we said it, okay? And it's starting to really aggravate me. It's really bugging you. I can yeah, tell. it's like how dude, you gotta start warning your audience, everything's going to zero. Why aren't you doing this? The doomsday people, I really don't understand what they think is going to happen here. Like, the market has harshly corrected. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to continue to see drops in certain areas. W- like, what else is there to say? And this notion that nobody is talking about it, this is all I hear from everybody. The sky is falling. What else do you want us to say? Exactly a year ago. Almost exactly to the day a year ago. I stand by it. 
Well, I mean, it's just funny. Like we're reliving it in the topic. That wasn't that a game. The, that. That's not the game not show a game. now, but, uh, and I, I'm glad you're here, Chris, cause I was going to defer to you on a lot of this, but that was the, the subject that we talked about around that time as well was the cyclical nature of the market, how really around the holidays, you see guys cut off a lot of buying because they got other gifts or whatever they got to start purchasing. And, and we see a slowdown in the market. Granted, there's probably other extenuating circumstances to go along with that, not just like the overall market, but just maybe uh, people leaving some of the card hobby. What are your thoughts? I'll fill this in with some data, guys. So in 2022, here is how the final five months played out in the card market in terms of total sales volume for trading cards for single cards only on the secondary market online. Ooh, this is be good. Okay. All right. So August, 242 million. September, 202. October, 189. That's less. November, 183. That's less. December, 175. Ouch. That went down each one. Yes, it did. It did. Okay. It was just month after month declines. But then January came around and it jumped up to 187. Okay. So that, but that's what we saw last year. Now, here's the trend this year for 2023 August, 217 million. September, 181 million. October's number, which just came in, 168 million. Okay. So almost the same. Almost well, the same. We're, in, in fact, the drop last year from September to October was $13 million. million. It was a $13 million drop. The drop from September to October this year was a $13 million drop. Okay, So there's, there's, a, there's a trend emerging here, which is that from August on down, sales volumes drop. That doesn't mean all card prices are dropping. It, there, there's more nuance to it than that. But but the overall amount of money being spent online on single sports cards, it drops from August to December. It just kind of steadily drops until we get to January. I actually, I love that you have those numbers because that's really interesting. We are down about each of those months. Granted, we only have three of those five you gave for this year. It looks like 20 to $25 million per month, year over year. So you said like August was 242 last year. Now it's 217, then 202. Now it's 181, 189, now 168. So it's like, even though we we are like still going down each month, it's the same as last year. And yes, we are down like what, 20 million, but it's not like that number's growing. It seems at least at this point, staying pretty stagnant as, yeah, the market maybe shrink a little bit. Granted, a number of reasons could affect that. Yeah, and Jesse, if just I, I don't have data to back this up, but sort of my observation is that the the difference between last year and this year, that twenty to twenty five million dollar difference, it's occurring at the very high end. Ah, oh yeah, high end oh, taking yeah. a beating. Yeah, that's a good like, point. I yep. don't I don't think that it's occurring in ordinary, you know, hundred dollar, thousand dollar card range stuff. I, I think that like if, if we wanted to find out why the month of September has $20 million aggregate sales volume lower this year than last year. I think we could really just look and say, well, there's less, there's, there's far less high end cards being sold and the ones that do sell are down. 
I'm curious if there's a connection between a level of card pricing dropping and a level of Chris's homelessness look rising. Like the more the, the scruffier the face, the worse the card pricing. Is there a connection there? I want you to That's make a, game. a joke with Chris that doesn't involve him looking homeless. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I'm okay. I want you to make a joke about anybody that it does not involve putting them down. I consider it a compliment, Jesse. This Thank is you. the aesthetic I'm going for. Yeah. I don't like it, Chris. I don't like him saying that about Jesse, you. I think you, you look, look handsome you know as what, ever. Jesse, you look skinny and healthy. There you go. <laughs> and here's is that the thing what you too, wanted? right? You guys have heard of like no shave November, right? I'm not shaving until this card market turns around, baby. <laughs> That's a prompt. What about the top of the head though? I'm okay with the goatee. The top of the head. All right. No one can see it. Okay, that's Next fine. subject. Okay. No, All right. So, hey, are you going to be in Atlanta for the card show in January? That's a real question. Uh, I don't know. I Culture maybe, Should I be there? Oh, we're talking there, about there, There's some basketball there. happening there, apparently. Oh. I'm just letting you know. Okay. All right. That's a, that's a challenge. Right I'd like there. to change the narrative of me being Carmelo Anthony. I don't care about winning, but I put up, on, I put up godly <laughs> stats. Yep. Nothing um, more. Team player. Bobby Portis is what I'm going for. Okay. So what do you want to do? You want to do game? Let's do game. Yeah. Let's just yeah. jump right in. Or trivia, if you will. Or trivia, yeah. I'll allow it. I'll All do right. that. So very early in the NBA season, but I gathered the MVP odds for 10 of the top candidates. But here's the game I want to play with it. I want each of you to guess. I'll give you the player. And I'm going to give you the card. The card is each player's flagship rookie patch autograph numbered to 99. So that's either going to be exquisite or national treasures, depending upon the player. Okay. In the grade of BGS 9 with an autograph grade of 10. I'm going to give you that card. I'm going to give you the player. I'll tell you the population. And then I want you guys to guess the price. The current CL value, current card ladder value. I'm so bad at this. You know why? Because I don't care about high-end basketball. I just love Larry. One of my 93 finest bird. I was happy. All right, here we go. You run a podcast. You have to do the research. You run a podcast. You don't ever freaking. Never mind. You know I, what? I know card prices. We'll, we'll see. This will be. I, I don't yep, know. I'm going to give a slight edge to Mike going into this, but we'll see. I don't know. Not my strong I feel like suit. I don't if you went, one, one if you went Bowman Chrome first pricing, I would slaughter anybody in the nation, I feel like. <laughs> but this, I'm 50 50. All right, let's well, go. Well, the first guy up is LeBron, who has the longest oh, three. player on this list at plus 5,000. All right. Plus 5,000 okay. for him. 2003 exquisite RPA. That's right. The 03 exquisite RPA. God, of I have. I mean, one of us is going to be off by tens of thousands. Oh, here. 1000 percent. Do you want to go first on this? It's, or a, the next? it's a population 44, guys. The BGS nine population 44. And this is based on the current value, not the last sale. Correct. correct. The last sale could have been a wall. Okay. That's right. Do you want to go first on this or first on the next? We're alternating. Now, and just to be clear, we're going off last sale price. He just said, <laughs> just or, to be clear, I just asked that question. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, no, he, so CL value is what he said. The Just current CL value. CL value. Card ladder value. Oh, boy. Cardladder.com. that's not always nonsense. Exact, yep. You can get a nice little membership there. Anyways, go ahead. All right. Uh, I'm going to say out of 99, uh, I'm going to say 43,000. I don't, that could be good. I'm going to say 60. <laughs> I have no idea. He could, he could tell me 300,000. He's laughing. He could tell me Uh-oh. 10 or 300. All right, hang on. Yeah, here. it could so have been 100,000. It was a million dollar card for a while. Exquisite. I'm going to go... Like 175. Oh, wait, wait. Can I can I update my guess? If not, that's fine. That's I fine. I mean, you guess. Because I actually, now I can see the card in my head. I know which one it is. So Go ahead, update. Well. Go ahead, update. Good. I don't want to do it if you're going to. No, don't mind. Go ahead. That's fair. All right. I'm going to say 
Uh, I don't do the to, $1 no, thing No, no, no. I, I was going to do 250000 So he's two fifty on 175 I think it's like 900 Go ahead. 300000 Okay. There we go. I knew it was like, I knew it wasn't 500000 uh, but I had I'll seen that honest, card recently. I'll be honest. You could have literally told me 800 or 8 Well, I knew it wasn't 8 but okay. We're good. Okay. 1-0, oh, Jesse. All right. Nine to go here, guys. Off to a good start. All right. Kevin Durant. KD. Kevin Durant. So 07. 07. Is that exquisite still? It is exquisite. Okay. His exquisites and the population is 42 on his exquisite RPA. How much for Kevin Durant? Man, for nines, BGS nines on these. But I, I mean, know, they're I so don't know low Durant's pop. market either. So I'm going to go 61,000. Okay. Uh, I actually was thinking like 78. Okay. 22,000. That's a win. Wow. Isn't it crazy? He sells for less. Wow. He sells for six and a half percent of LeBron. <laughs> Okay. 22. 1-1. One, one. Here we go. That's that's not right. Only got an hour and a half on this podcast. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. Pop 49. That's and MT. Now, now 20, Booker and everyone else. 2015? Yep. Has any of, have any of them sold recently? I'm just curious. Uh, you may not have the info. Yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. Booker has Booker's had an NTRPA BGS9 sell in the last few months. Okay. All right. You know, one thing I, I am almost confident. I, I would almost guarantee you can label all the classes. Elite. He's a 2015 guy, I believe, okay. with the Joker. Yes, he is. Honestly. And Bede might have been. Nah, Bede might have been 14. Okay. Uh, I, I could, yeah, I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, I'm actually going to go higher than Durant. Okay. I'm going to say 30. I'm going to say 12. Oh, very close. 10,000. 10, Dang 000 it. For That's I was wondering if more people were going to take risk on him. Yep. Two to one. I'm liking right. my pick of Mike to win this right now. Just saying. It's only two to one. So I'll get wow. cocky there. Let's the not get cocky there, Joe Pesci. You, homeless <laughs> that's, Joe. That's, that's Joe Pesci from With Honors. Not Go good, on, homeless. Not Next. from Goodfellas. This is Joe Pesci from With Honors starring. I, don't, star, I never saw With you Honors. You absolutely did with me. You and your wife walked out of my living room at the French Bayou House with Honors with Brandon Frazier. Great movie. Oh. On the Harvard campus. I'm not a bum. I'm a Harvard bum. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you said the, the part, question. we walked out. You I asked the question, it. sir. Allow me to answer. The beauty of the Constitution, and oh, I'll go all day with the Pesci. the bum in the library. The Harvard bum. Yeah, okay. Chris, go. I'm yep. sorry. Yep, go. next. Right. The card letter bum. Shake Gil just Alexander, plus 1,800. 2018 NT. That's right. Pop 28 on his BGS9. This is me, right? $5,900. Really? I have no idea. Whoa. I don't know the SJ market at all. Man, oh man. Okay, I think it's got to be higher than Booker. I'm going to say like 8,000. Well, Booker was 10. Oh, he was? I yeah. thought it was like, oh, that was seven. Anyway, I'm going to stick with eight. I'm going to say. Okay. 7,500. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. So we were actually both pretty close there. Okay. You, you got that though. Close. That's too Jesse much. went over, but he was closer. So he yep, gets that's that. okay. Don't start adding right. new rules I'm now. not touching a thing. Stephen Curry plus nine hundred MVP odds. Oh, Stephen boy. Curry. That's an NT. That's oh, is that first boy. year NT? First year NT. Pop forty two. I'll be honest with you. I don't know the last time I saw one of these sell. Your first though. Thank goodness. Oh God. Um, I have no clue. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we're off. One of us is off by forty thousand or more. That's my guess. I'm gonna say if it's, if I'm going first, it may be a hundred. Um, I'm gonna say two hundred fifty thousand. I, I think that's a decent. I honestly think that could be it. I'm gonna say one hundred eighty five thousand. Two hundred and sixty-five thousand. Yep, you nailed it. Wow, well, three to two. You have enough information out from the 
from the five players that we've done now, you ha- you can triangulate the rest from That's kind of what I'm trying. Oh, friggin' my triangulate. To- Shea Gilders is 5,000. LeBron is 300. <laughs> triangulate. Get out of here. Freaking homeless guy with a compass over here, for God's sakes. Joel Embiid. Reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, plus 900. 2014? Yep, 2014. Okay. NTRPA. Pop 40. No. 40. Is it me or you? You want me to go first or you? Uh, I went first last one. 4,200. 4,200? That might be egregiously low. <laughs> oh, boy. I know. I don't know. Oh, wow. I'm going to say, man, I'm, I'm going to do him a little respect. I'm going to say 10 grand. $2,500. People hate big men. It's, isn't, that, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> three to three, folks. For Holy those keeping cow. No one's listening anymore, but if you were, you'd realize it's three I think three guys to like to play along. I've heard care. others say, say that. That's okay. That's great. People hate big men. Three to three. All Hang right. on. So what, what number was he? That's number six. So we got four more. Four Tatum, Luca. Tatum, Luca, Giannis, yep. and who? Yep. Oh, who the, yeah. Who am I missing? Tatum, Luca, Giannis. Who's he missing, Easter, Jesse? Easter, Easter, West. Wait, Tatum. He's won, he's Luke, won two of the Luca. last three MVPs. Oh, the jokester. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. All right. Fourth, we have Giannis plus 900. 2013 NTRPA. 2013, correct. Pop 48 on his BGS. You're up nine. first this time. Amazing yeah. they're all within a handful, by the way, of Pop. I'm going to say. 53,000. It's going to say he's early enough. It might be weird. I'm going to say 37,000. Jesse gets it. 63,000. Good. Okay. I'm glad to see that. Okay. All right. Crazy. He's outselling Durant three to one. That is, that yeah, is that wild. Is so crazy. Okay. That's four to three, by the way. Now we're on Jason Tatum plus 700. 2017. Sure. NTRB. That's right. Uh, I, this is the only one I... F- only one I kind of feel confident about. Yeah, I would think you should know this one. But I'm going to guess I'm way off. So okay. you want to go first? No, oh, I went first last time. I'm going to yeah. say 20. 20,000. Oh, man. Tatum, that young, off. with what, Giannis? Mm, I'm going to, I know he has a 1-1. Man, you do, your number does sound accurate. I was going to say 18, know. but that's too close. I'm going to, I'll say 25. I think it's lower. 15,000. Mike gets it. Dang it, I should have gone 18. That's called a, that's called a reverse jinx. I just don't want to be stupid. Four to four. Four to four. I hope you have a tiebreaker. No, I'm going to sweep the next. You're going to sweep the next two. We're good. Nikola Joker Jokic. Next? All right. Nikola Jokic plus 400. Now, now, keep this in mind, all right? Jokic does not have an RPA in NT. It's it's only an autograph. Autograph only, not patch off. Um, and it's a sticker, right? It is not or a is sticker. It, is it, Oh, it's on card. Okay. okay, okay. So on card auto to 99 out of National Treasure. Yep. Pop 30, BGS 9. Ooh. That does throw it way off, though. It, yep. Oh, I'm God. going first on this one? Yeah. This Thank is the wild it. card, I'd say, right here. Dang I, it. I am not even. Because right. here's the thing. It could be like, oh, he's got nothing he's else, big, though. He's a big dude. But he's back-to-back MVP. I know. It's weird. No patch. I'm going to say 18. Thousand? Eighteen thousand. I'm gonna say three thousand. Wow. You might the answer. Have Could be weird. And the win goes to Mike. That's not a win. It is nine thousand more. It is nine thousand. Oh my god. Last last one. Here we go. Wow. Giannis. All right. No, this no, no. Giannis. Uh, Luca. Luca. This is so this 20, is for Jesse can oh. tie or Mike can outright win here. To 99, 2018, NTRPA. Pop okay. 38. <sighs> Shoot. What was you're Man, comparing him to Shea? The same class. I don't know. See, that's a card that's been weird in the past. Uh, I'm going to go. I know. Yeah. I'm going to go 200. Wow. I might be I... unbelievably high, okay, by the way. Okay, I, I okay. don't have that's any idea. Fair. 
Do I just go for he's the la- win? He's and laughing say, at me. Do I just say 199? Like, I want to, uh, that's what I'm, I think it's lower. I don't want to be that jerk. Go ahead, though. Say 199. Give an honest guess, Jesse. Don't just- I'm going to do an honest guess. I'm going to do my guess because I was going to compare it maybe more to be honest. I am way high. I'm oh, going to say, dang it, 100,000. No. 40,000. 40, yeah, there we go. I don't know okay. what I was. Th- all I could think was, oh, okay. I forgot that was a logo. I'm a dummy. Tied. You made me look foolish. That's Carlos a tie game. All right. Here's a real question, Chris. You've seen the early start to the season. Obviously, there's some people who are playing well. Some people with slow starts. We've already had some big trades. I am curious, like on your in your mind, watching this stuff, are you looking at anybody going, you know what? either good or bad, this player is going to have some significant movement. Not even like buy, sell. I don't care about that. But just like, who are you looking at? Like, there could be some real movement with this player's market, good or bad. Steph Curry. Oh. To the good? It's got to be good. In either direction. In oh, okay. Oh, really? See, see, I think he has a crazy high floor. Like, he I don't does. think there's he much does. room he does. to he, he, but, look, but look, okay, so here's the thing. LeBron's exquisite RPA was 300, and Steph's was 265. Okay, very close to each other, but I don't think those guys are are seen as being nearly that close in basketball. But but if Curry and the Warriors get a fifth title this year, if he gets a second Finals MVP, now the discussion is is radically different. But if they don't, if they flame out, if they lose in the first or the second round again, and the Chris Paul thing doesn't work, and they're all a year older again next year, and Clay Thompson is looking for a new contract, then I think we start to settle into Curry's status. You know, I, I just like think closer a to Durant. For him. Yeah. I, I guess that's the question. Like some of the stuff I see close to LeBron and it makes me nervous because to me, a closer comp is Durant. I think those two are both top 15 ish and you could almost interchange them. I, I have, it's very rare. Somebody tries to make an argument that LeBron is not top three. It does kind of stink. The fact that like he's doing, he's playing so well. They are four. They're not, they're four and one. They are not undefeated. I think Mavs and Bucks are the only undefeated, but they well, still have Celtics. The Bucks are two and two. Right, I'm sorry, not Bucks. Yeah, I'm sorry, Celtics. Um, Don't sell my guy short. The the Celtics and Bucks are the no. Why did I put Bucks? It is Mavs. So the reason I say that is because they are four wins back to back. They lost their very first game. At this point, is there any? Does it matter what he does during regular season? Not at all. Like he, even though he's having a great start, their four wins back to back. Maybe an MVP cares. makes yeah. a difference. Nothing else, in my opinion. Yep, yep. There's okay. so much so, to be gained by averaging thirty points or something for. Yeah, for same with Durant, by the way. Yeah. yeah, like Durant needs to win in the book. So I am. I actually have a couple guys on the other side. I've seen the Dame experiment. Experiment. Uh, the, the very little time we've seen so far with him and Giannis in Milwaukee. It reminds. I'll be honest with you. It reminds me a lot of the Miami Heat when LeBron first went there with Bosch. I look at this and I'm like, there is so much talent here. They obviously don't know how to play together yet. But when they have clicked for certain moments or there'll be a seven-minute run where you're like, oh, this team is locked down defensively. you got your dogs and Portis and Lopez and then two of the most elite scorers in the game. And then there's other times they just have no chemistry and they're falling apart. I think there is a crazy high ceiling and or low floor for Lillard still because if it doesn't work, then it's like, well, he's a great scorer, but it didn't work with Giannis. It's over. Agreed. And, and I'm not as bullish on the Bucks as you are. I, I'm very concerned about them. I think an under-discussed part of the Bucks storyline is is that they not only do they have a, a turned-over roster to some degree, but they have a brand-new coach who's, who's never been an NBA head coach before, and they're transitioning from one of the all-time great regular season head coaches with Coach Bud. 
So I think that's that's an under-discussed aspect of the Bucks' struggles as far as that not only is the roster turnover, but you know they have a brand new coach who's going to need Makes time to figure things out for himself as well. Hey, what about ask, Donovan I, Mitchell? Because Donovan Mitchell is on the Cavs with only I think he's just putting up. I don't know what place he is. I think he's second. Uh, yeah, second in average points per game right now. And I, he's got what uh, Darius Garland on his team, who is also he's out right now. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of other real big talents. I'm just curious if he continues to play well, is he going to spike in value because he's going to be leading the team in points if they're if they start winning games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he was going to be uh, he, he's like a he was a bonus player that I threw. He's not even close to top ten MVP odds right now, but his BGS nine NTRPA. Is going for thirty five hundred. All right, is so it like really? He, yeah, so he's low in price. I think the thing that's scary for me, if I were looking at Donovan Mitchell card prices, is are they just going to lose to the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs again? Because I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> you know, but but you know, Donovan Mitchell has been a playoff riser in the past, and maybe last year was sort of a fluke. Maybe the Knicks are just a bad matchup for them. But I think you know. People are going to be looking at Donovan. I, I realistically, is he ever going to win an MVP? It's going to be tough with the efficiency no and the productivity of some of the players that are in the league right now. But yeah. but is there a path to him to get a championship? Those are the types of questions I'd be asking. So I got two questions for you. First, OKC loaded with young talent. I think that's kind of like the up and coming team everybody looks at. And to me, the first question is, okay, so then who's the guy? Because Holmgren's shown potential. SGA is on a, a totally different level than those other guys. Giddy, but SGA's pricing is also a lot higher. Gun to your head today. Hey, at current values, I got to kind of make a play for one of those guys. See, to me, SGA scares me because I don't think he can go anywhere but up w- unless he has like big playoff success or an MVP, which I don't see. Anywhere but down? Yeah, correct. I'm sorry. I don't think he has anywhere to go but down. I actually kind of like the Chet Holmgren play, although he's not cheap. He's kind of got some weird athletic ability for a lanky anorexic dude. He does. I, I thought Nikola Jokic gave him some excellent advice after they matched up this weekend. <laughs> yep. Jokic told him, maybe you need to get a little bit fatter. <laughs> and Chet's response, I'm not fat. How could I get fatter? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a good response. I got to give it to the kid. Media savvy. Um, so, who's, so who's your, hang on. So who's your guy on, on the OKC if you had a, like, who do you, who would you have, if you have to? I'm going with SGA. Okay. Stick I with understand the, the argument against it, but uh, I just I want to collect the guy who's going to be the clear-cut best player on his team. And what I think, think SGA him? is that. I don't think Giddy is that. And I, I don't know if Chet will ever be the best player on this Thunder team. So my follow-up to that would then be a, a team. I, I know you weren't super, you know, you're not a big Thunder guy. I do know that you're obviously a big Luka guy. Luca off to a crazy hot start. The team's four and zero. They're playing great. He looks unbelievable. Uh, we've seen him unbelievable in the playoff and the regular season before, though. Uh, but we've also seen. I don't think there's any player. Maybe you could argue Zion, but people have not been burned on a basketball player of no fault of his own, by the way, more than they have with Luca. Again, maybe Zion. It starts to get to a level with him where I start thinking, well, well, what does he have to do where people say? hey, you know what, maybe he's worth a look. and Almost get that bad taste out of their mouth. Do you think there's anything this year where Luca becomes the hobby darling he was? Well, uh, first of all, I would pump the brakes a little bit on the 4-0 thing. I've, <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. Yep. I've seen that, you know, not, not to you, but just to the audience in general, because they've, they've beaten four teams, none of which I would expect to be 500 or above at the end of the season. So they've just beaten some 
pretty and last second team. wins over mediocre teams too. Yeah, like, exactly. We'll we'll see how they look Friday against Denver. In terms of so, so the hobby, the hobby loves uh, when expectations are surpassed, and that's the that's the problem that Zion, that Luca, that Wembenyama, that's the problem that all of these highly touted prospects are going to have is that the expectations just get so high, and if the player performs well, they just get higher and higher, and eventually they're they're not going to reach the expectation. So, but I think Luca, to your point, I think the tide has turned enough that if he was an MVP, if the Mavericks win a championship, if things of that magnitude happen, I do think people would get rejuvenated on him. But it, but it will take something like that. It will take literally being the best basketball player in the world. It will take winning an NBA championship for people to say, "All right, we can buy the Luca hype once again." That's why I think, like my. Before the show, I just started pulling, like, based on who has best uh, or highest average points per game right now, I wanted to see who is on that list that I wouldn't think they have, like, a real high market cap. There's not a ton of money already invested in them. Um, I was looking at Maxi and De'Aaron Fox. Just compared to some of the other guys on there, I, I thought they would have a little bit lower market cap overall. And it does look like... De'Aaron Fox, like over the last three months, if I was just pulling up his Prism Silver tens, he's up like almost 20% uh, there. Right now, he is overall like shooting uh, third as far as average points per game. I, I was curious, De'Aaron Fox for the Kings, any real thoughts there? Has he crossed your mind at all? De'Aaron Fox went a long time without even making an all-star game. And now he's in his mid to late 20s. Think he made the All Star team last year. They sh- they have shown that they can be a formidable team. They pushed the Warriors to seven games of playoffs. Like, but De'Aaron Fox, I kind of see him in the same light that I see Donovan Mitchell, where it's like probably never going to have the statistical profile to be an MVP. So he's going to need to be a Finals MVP. He's going to need to take his team to the finals to really get people excited about him and, and pumped up about him to to the next level. But his prices are pretty strong. Like. De'Aaron Fox, I don't have it off the top of my head, but I think an NTRPA BJ sign of his is probably around five grand, maybe four to five grand. Oh, that really? Part. Yeah, That's so actually that what I thought. Tyrese Maxey is a really interesting one. Well, he's a, like his base prism tin is up 45% over the last month, and then uh, his silver is up 25%. Yeah, he's a really interesting one. I think with James Harden cleared out of the way, he and Embiid are going to be a very dynamic duo dare I say, similar to Jamal Murray and Jokic, something of that nature. I, I think those guys are t- – I think Philly is a sleeper team out east. I think Boston is obviously the best team in the east. But if injuries plague them, such as KP goes down or something like that, then I, then I think Philly is a sneaky team to come out of the east. Not when Porzingis is dunking on Embiid's head. Yeah. Um, I just- <laughs> okay. So I, I will – this is my last, my last point. This is a player who, again uh, – on uh, nowhere near the level of Luca Zion, but a guy who absolute same. So actually, I'm curious, Chris. Here's a trivia question: Same draft class as Zion, so a 2019 rookie. Uh, nowhere near the hype coming in. Has played very, very well when healthy on a very competitive championship level team. The last couple of years, however, had an ungodly spike based off a very small sample size, almost like a Kobe White type. Much better than that, and much more consistent, but kind of like that. Like, and then people looked like this is insane. Tyler Hero. Yeah, yeah I just answered I the question. So <laughs> Tyler, yeah. Hero. so Hero. I watch him this year, and I'm like, 
dude, this guy, and, and that was his MO coming out of high school and college. Like this guy is a crazy scorer when he's on. He's, re- he's a really, really good ball player. And I just expect Miami's winning a, a series in the playoffs every year. And he'll have his moment. That's kind of my last guy. Just what are your thoughts on him? Or is it still, hey, the expectation was so high. The pricing's still so high. He's got to come down before he's even worth looking at. Yeah, I really like the uh, the point you made sort of about people having a bad taste in their mouth on players who just spiked crazy high and now corrected or collapsed substantially. I, th- I think any almost anybody from the from from the 2018 onward draft class is going to suffer from that, whether it's LaMelo Ball, whether a lot of these guys are going to be suffering from that. But, yeah, I mean, Hero puts up good numbers. He's He looks the best he ever has. I just I get nervous about guys who are not the best player on their team. To me, that's that's when I start to say like, well, you know, do I want to be collecting the third option or the second option? You know, and some some people do, but for my taste, no. I you know, Jimmy Butler is the big is the top dog on that team for for the foreseeable future. So, you know, I don't know if, if you're playing like a long term with Tyler Hero eventually. I don't know. There's there's something there maybe. I, I didn't really think of that though. You you are right because even like the that's like the Jalen Brown effect. Jalen's great. He's never going to be the best player, so it's like his his ceiling is limited. This isn't even a question. Cade Cunningham has been crazy impressive so far. I bought a Cade Cunningham card the other day. I hey, I'm going to tell you, I'm happy with my Cam Thomas card. Have you noticed? Like he's sell immediately. He did this last year as well. I'm just he goes on these little runs. Get rid of him. I got that card for sixteen. It's called last sale was fifty nine dollars. Sell it now. That was like a week ago. Take yeah. Your win. So now I know. Absolutely. Honestly, yeah. I, like literally, I, I am going to list immediately. it. I'm going to relist it. He is as elite a score as anybody in the league, and then he is not worthy of being on a bench. It gets unbelievable. His highs and lows are ridiculous. But he is so young. Maybe it's not. Maybe he's like evening, uh, getting out the kinks. Even flow, I think, is what Eddie said. So. That's what he said. That's the song. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. As always, we do appreciate it. Chris McGill from Card Letter. If you haven't already. You can go to our website, Sports Cards Nonsense, under Card Services. There is a section where you can click a link and get 15% off your usage of the app. And you get all the premium features that uh, allow you to see collection sales history, collection tractor, tracker, tractors as well. There's <laughs> green ones like John Deere. Okay. A lot of good stuff. Go out there. Check it out. Again, thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. See you, man. I will say... The more scruffy he looks, the better he is on the show. That was his best appearance in a couple of months. He's always pretty good. I thought today was very good. I always enjoy him on the show. Yeah. I just great. had a notification pop up. Somebody posted this in the oh, Tom Lord. Brady group on Facebook that I'm in. Uh-huh. Just to show you where the market's at. Tom Brady Bowman Chrome BGS 10 Pristine. Okay. I almost bought the same exact card from Josh uh, Cohen, uh-huh. PC Sports Cards, at Bleaker Trading. I believe the asking price then was 25000 I was like, you know what? That's a pretty good deal. Thinking about it. Yep. Man, that was at maybe, that card. That was last. Was that last year? Or I two think it was two years ago. And I, okay. It might have been twenty. Okay. See the twenty twenty five. I was like, you know what? It's man. Thought a lot I got about the it. Cash. <laughs> we do this like right now. The market. You're, Crazy. You're really wishing you had done it then, right? I could have added that to the, that the show of my losses. You're not going to tell us what's the price. Oh, I'm sorry. Ninety seven hundred. <laughs> Ninety seven hundred. Or best offer. Or yeah. Whoa. Crazy. Well, like to your point, the guys got burned on a lot of these bigger guys. Maybe that's also the effect with Tommy Boy. Um, all right. Before we get into the PWCC weekly review, did want to mention, uh, we are getting into that time of year. A lot of people are buying things for good deals. Uh, black Friday and cyber Monday is a time when people are doing stuff at target Walmart. Why not the card industry too? Well, guess what? Columbia hobby is going to be doing 
uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. If you need materials, anything card shop related, they've got your stuff. In Zion cases, is actually, they're doing something a little different too. They're going to do a Black Friday week with 25% off. So if you guys were thinking about getting a case, uh, I apologize, Ruben, you just bought your case. I did not know they were going to be doing this that jerk. week. So uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, go go out, save your money, and buy stuff that week. Columbia um, Hobby, by the way, uh, code word nonsense saves you 10%. I can actually, always... both sites save you nonsense. So if you wanted oh, to go nonsense. to Zion as well, okay. you could do it before that week and save 10%. I could so. tell my, my uh, Columbia Hobby order arrived the other day. Because the guy backed the truck all the way up to the back of the house. We have a new unspoken rule now when it's just a savage size order. It just gets left by the French doors in the bottom. Just go straight back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you don't want to bring it? Nope. No. Literally just. Get lost. I feel bad. I think I got like 15 cases of top loaders. I got penny (laughs) sleeves. I got team bags. That's okay. It was, that fire was a cooking. I I can single-handedly tell you I'm responsible for the majority of the ozone decay this last week. That's not a thing to be proud of, Mike. I'm not not proud of it. I'm just telling you what it is. You know, but you have access to the ability to not do that. Did you know that? I don't know if you knew that. You don't have to do. You don't have to burn the plastic. I'm friends with Maurice, my trash man. He's a great guy. Guy hustles his butt off. I'm not going to make him do extra work. You're saving him time and money. You know, I knew I liked Maurice when I met him. I was like, hey, what's up, man? We're new to the house. He's He's like, Maurice. That's all. He's like, like Jones Drew. I was like, nice. MJD was a big-time running back for the Jacksonville Jags a few years That's ago. That's what I was going to say. One of my favorite players because he's a little bowling ball. Just a little <laughs> wrecking ball. You know who else was a little bowling ball? That kid from Hook. Okay. Ham and ball! And he put his legs up around his shoulders, and he rolled down the plankway to hit the Pirates. Flexible for a chubby guy, apparently. I know. I always thought that, too. But that doesn't... Chubbiness does not mean you're not you flexible. Think you're, you're not getting I'm not flexible. Okay. I'm not, I'm I was, not saying I, was, I am. I was try- no, no. I was just trying not to... Not that I'm... Chubby though. Why are you saying that? Didn't say that. Why did you I say was that? trying to envision you trying to get your legs. Oh, up. as a kid, that used to be a big joke. Like Jesse, do the try and do that. Try and put your legs up. Can you do that, Jesse? Really? I always I thought it was could. truffle. Truffle shuffle was the thing we always used. Anytime mm. something was happening, it was like do the truffle shuffle. I thought that did like every once in a while we would watch guy? Goonies, no? but I mean I watched it, but it wasn't a, as big of a thing down here. I could see why like Goonies in the northeast. Was, oh my god! Yeah. Even though Goonies I think it was, was filmed the in the northwest, but yeah, still Goonies was the jam. Um, all right, BWCC weekly that's review. What <laughs> that's what you were gonna say. I feel bad. I have nothing useful this week. I have to be honest with so you. So many. I have. I'm currently high bidder on seven different cards right now, and I'm about to list like we were just talking about that Cam Thomas I mentioned. I got I won that last week. It was the twenty sixth. Last Sunday I won that for thirteen dollars with buyer's premium. It was sixteen bucks. I just kept it in my vault. I'm just gonna turn around and relist it and hopefully get like, I don't know, forty, fifty. I mean, honestly, last sale Triple was fifty nine dollars. So yeah. Uh and then I'm gonna use that money to buy more cards. I mean, there's some savage LeBrons that are up this week. Um Oh, you're all sports stuff. I do have some sports yeah, cards. Yeah, I don't but like. I, I just so this year because like I, I searched my three guys like always: Bird, Brady, and Griffey. Nothing jumped out. I won the Bird card last week. I got open on the Brady's last week. This week, I honestly, there was nothing for the PC. Can I throw a suggestion on the search? Instead of searching a name, go out there and just search a time period. Like you know, you like from like I don't know the early '90s or mid '90s, like whatever all. the case. I know, but I if like you, Bird in the '80s and Bill Russell in the '50s, and I like I do it where it's like I'm not looking to buy like a Holy Grail card. I want to buy, like I said, like I've talked about about before. I want to buy some cards for other people, or some of these are just for me too. Where I don't want to do that. I though. can get like a really good deal on cards that maybe I I like, but I don't love. 
I mean, that's just. I what mean, I, at this point, I though, my look was for things I could flip. The only one on my radar that I think is interesting, just because of how cheap it is, um, twenty twelve National Treasures Kawhi. It's a ridiculous. It's as NTRPA as a nine five ten. I believe it's a ten auto. Let me click on this picture. You know what's really funny is that you are doing this from the flipper mentality, and well, I'm doing week, it from the collector. This week, mentality. most weeks, it's I actually I've only done PC buying on here. Uh, but this week, I was like, I don't. There's nothing for the PC. Nothing stands out to me. This card is only twelve hundred dollars right now. Again, mm-hmm. that's going to go up a ton, but that's a weird card because he's finally back. We've seen him be the best player on the planet multiple times, and they got a pretty good team this year. I do think that's in, so. I'm not going to bid on it yet. I'm going to monitor that one. If it stays cheap. I think it's probably worth a look just because it's stupid cheap. There's three oh, okay. days left, so granted. Uh, I'm also kind of curious in this one just because of the timing. Again, this was just be to flip. Corbin Carroll, so he's a 2019 Bowman Chrome first. Oh, he's come down. Well, they just lost a real series. Last. So Corbin Carroll, black rookie, 9510, number to 75. It's at 600 bucks right now. Again, I'm not okay. bidding yet, but that is on my watch list. Like, if that's a card that is way under the last comp, I don't care that he just lost the World Series. Yeah. I'm good stashing that for a bit. Um, so I saw that. Okay. Nothing. Else. I got a few. I've got. Oh, um, Go ahead. No, please. Yeah, you were. You've already gone through. I thought you said you didn't. Yeah, that was my two. Fine. Okay. Do your thing. Whatever. Uh, I mean, if you got more, we can go back no, and Carl, forth. Let's cut the segment. Yeah, <laughs> Serena Williams. Never heard of her. Well, you should know that tennis is like one of the hard, hottest card markets right now. Um, but Serena Williams has her net pro. It's like the one that's like a real orange background. The court that she's on a lot of. It's the one she's famous for. But that one, there's a nine and there's a ten currently listed. I'm actually bidding on both. I'm not saying what my max bid is, but I'm current highest bidder on there. Don't try and bid against me. Um, I also have a Jesse Owens 1936 card. Uh, it just, it looks awesome. The color. the Olympics? Yeah, it, it's not. There's a few black and white ones on there, but this one's in color. It looks really cool. It's like a PSA 4. Um, I'm also trying to get that one. The Chevy Chase autograph one, I swear people keep buying this card and then relisting it to flip because I feel like every time it gets relisted, it sells for like a slightly higher value. I'm wondering too, because he's got like the the Santa hat on and it's an auto if it's going to sell more around this time of year. But what brand uh, is that card? You may have. Uh, let me see. I don't know if. Is it a leaf? Uh, no, it's an older card. I don't know if it has it. It just says card. Yeah, it just has card on it. So. Uh, it just says it's a National Lampoon Clark Griswold card. So okay. um, there's also this really cool. I'll show you this one. This is a Back to the Future 1989 movie logo sticker. Um, I, I didn't know there was a product. Isn't that cool? That card looked cool. Oh, that's kind of it's almost like the puzzle look on the back, too. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm just I would just display the front and it. That's I don't kind of, know. It's I, I like, like a card. white background. And what's really cool. It's numbered. It's out of 11. Um, it's a PSA nine. Don't out. Oh, dang it. I talked too much about that card. I was really into that one. I'm not going to say any more about that one. And yeah, other than that, uh, there's also like a garbage pail kid and a, uh, Supremes card. I'm trying to get for my mom. So those I'm are to the find, I'm after. I, I will say, I, and it's not in this auction yet. I, I wonder if we'll start seeing leaf decadent and stuff pop up. Oh, yeah. I want to mess with those Goodfellas autos. So some, some of those Pesci, are doing okay. Some De Niro. Yeah, I think it was kind of cool. So, yeah, so right. this is kind of the week of sit back and let me see what they're at at the end of the week. And if I can buy and flip, I will. Um, all right. So that is your PWCC weekly auction report. We are going to go to Mailbag. Mailbag comes from a lot of places because it's all of you asking questions from all over the world. Uh, first question comes from Wayne Aberdeen. 
Only people complaining are those who are taking advantage of people and folks who over leverage themselves. He's been referencing the uh, meme that I put up about how the card market is coming down, uh, but it's being more affordable for those who are actually collecting cards. See, I've always said uh, that's probably true. My thought was the people who have always complained the last three years, the loudest were in general, the guys who didn't make any money. Yeah. And it's not even just because of the money, but it's like, we missed the boat on stuff. Sure. It's like, a lot of us, like I was mainly a collector before and then I got into the business side as well so I could fuel and fund the collection in the last couple of years were great for that. Like I just, but I think a lot of it is just people who missed out, but there's plenty of people too who are doing well who complain as well. Like I, I complain about card pricing still. Well, I mean, in the, you know, it's each their own, of course, but the, I've seen a lot of posts in the Facebook group just talking about like, Hey, you know, market seems down. What do you think this or that? And there are that sentiment of, well, I'm a collector and Perfect. I'm here to just get what I want. I couldn't be happier with how the market is right now. So, yeah. it, and there just seems to be a lot of those guys. So I'm happy for them. And I'm, yeah, happy. I mean, you've noticed from my pickups and stuff recently, it's been mostly PC stuff yeah. and the occasional, like very short term flip. Yeah. Um, let's see. Bradley Aaron Muse, do you see any long term value in holding Hall of Fame junk wax rookie cards where variations don't exist? Do you predict values going up, holding steady, or going down? I mean, in general, holding steady and kind of like a, like those to me are almost like your, um, like 401ks. Like they're not going up 30% one year. Yeah. Maybe a 401k. I don't know. I don't know. But like the like, way I invest, it does. I guess like a steady, like, you know, one to two here and there, you know, just like a steady incline. Okay. Like the Griffey upper deck card. That card I don't think is ever going to spike again. It's a junk wax rookie, but I always think it's going to be a huge market for it. And even though there's no variations, there's a massive pop, the massive following. And if it stays attainable, people are going to continue to chase it. Let me see if I can find. There's a similar question that I thought brought up a really good point about how this goes as the years go on. Uh, I, I don't see it right now, but I'll go on to the next one. We'll see if we run across it. Um, next one is from Carlos Rodriguez. With running backs being devalued in the NFL, we have seen this translate to the card market. Do you think vintage running backs all the way up through the early 2000s have a chance to raise in value in the coming decade, considering all running back records will hold up? It's hard for me to say. I, I have always thought this, but I've yet, it's yet to be true. Like, to me, I always look go back to the beginning of the big-name running backs. Jim Brown, his rookie, to me, undervalued. But quite frankly, the value hasn't changed in years. Maybe it's undervalued. I think it's a safe buy. Like, I would still go out and buy a Jim Brown rookie right now. Okay. Walter Payton, the same thing. Barry Sanders. So, yeah, I think there's a market there. I just often wonder. So, like, let's say at some point in the future, running backs all of a sudden become way more relevant in the hobby. It's not just quarterbacks, but running backs. Please stop staring at me like that. You are freaking people out. Close, turn around. Look the other way. Weirdo. Because <laughs> um, again, I think that happens at some point. Like it's not just, hey, quarterbacks or nothing. It's more like, hey, we like running backs a little bit more. But when that happens, are people going to go back and say, hey, I want an Eric Dickerson rookie from the 80s, or hey, I want to go back and get an, a Ladanian Tomlinson from 2001? I would like to think that happens. I just don't know when it does. Okay, that's I, I like you that. Know, I, I just don't know. Like I, but I would still go out and buy an LT rookie. I think they're awesome. Uh, Ladanian Thompson, not Lawrence Taylor. Um, but do I ever expect them to like crazy spike? I, I just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Don get. Oh, you know what? That actually reminded me, and I almost forgot. Carlos, you had something that you wanted to show us. A Carlos concern, maybe. Our, a Carlos concern, possibly. I, it wasn't show you. It's just uh, so. Rarity has been on my mind, like different kinds of rarities, uh, because of a Yu Gi Oh set that just came out. So, I had a question about like 
I hear like all these terms that you guys throw around and I don't know what any of them actually mean or how to like notice them when I see them. Like what it what does a refractor look like? Like and I know this Ooh. is not good audio content, which is what I told you guys before. No, no, no. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's actually a solid question because it's something we haven't done for a long time. Terminology. Yes, yeah, so yeah. like a refractor, like a base card, you can look at it, it just looks plain. A refractor to put it like in layman's terms, like if you look at a at wall paint, you can look. If you look down a wall in light, hey, this is flat paint, there's no reflection. A refractor is like looking down a wall in your kitchen that's painted in semi-gloss. Now, where where that gets confusing, though, is like when it's like different variations of that, not just colors, but like this is like the 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 star shape one or the lava burst one or something. They they all have a similar color of refractor, but it'll be a different design refractor. That's where I start getting real confused. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. I think it's just interesting because like I can like open a pack of like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like look and see, oh, this is a secret or this is blah, blah, blah. Right. But when I open a pack of sports cards, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I'm just so lost. Oh, you know what? Hey, Carlos, you know a good comparison, actually? Your your nephew was sitting next to me the other day. The, mm-hmm. Like the foil. Is it a foil? Mm-hmm. For yeah. Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Like a foil is like a refractor. Instead of it being okay. the paper version, refractor is similar to like a foil. There's literally like a refractor, a refracting of light. Interesting. Off of it. And is there like a hierarchy of them? Like, are there different yeah, kinds? And, and There are. Like Prism, for example, there's like 20 different colors. But the colors also correlate to a number. So, like, a blue might be out of 50, and a gold might be out of 10. Okay. But here's what's fun. Gold in Panini, at Panini is different than gold at Tops. It can be. Yeah, so, that's where be, that right? can be a little confusing as well. But at least if they're serial numbers, you can tell, like, hey, this one's a 10. Sure. It's better than one number to 20. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it can be. It can be yeah, and then you get things like photo variations where there's no way to tell other than the picture is different. A lot of times, Tops lately isn't putting them like upside down or backwards in the pack, which helps. Oh, but interesting. It, yeah, it, it can be. There's, yeah, it can be confusing. Yeah. That's why there is like a, a a little bit of a knowledge leap to entry to the hobby. I think for the modern hobby. Sure. Before it used to be like oh, I just got my card, but then you also had the Junk Wax era. This hopefully differentiates that. But yeah, Junk Wax was like, hey, this is a rookie card. This is a non rookie card. Yeah, that's it. Right, like that's the only thing I know how to look for. Is like, oh, this is a rookie card. I'm just like, I get that. Uh, beyond that, it's like. Because I know I've heard you guys talk about like with uh, patches and like different colors. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that means. Uh, what's yeah. another term that you guys use? RPA. I don't know what that is. I just oh, hear you rookie. guys say that a lot. You know what that you do? Rookie yeah. patch auto. Okay. okay. I figured. Cool. Yeah. Rookie patch auto. <laughs> Thank you. The for RPA. It. But here's the thing. There was a time I did not. I didn't know what that was early in this started. podcast. No. Yeah, before the show like started. Three weeks ago. Um, yeah, no, these are all really good any, questions. Any other terminology, Carlos, that comes to mind? Well, any other concerning things for you, Carlos? No, I, it's just, I, I don't know. It was more of like, a cause again, this set that we just got in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like got a billion different rarities and it's a little confusing to even newer like Yu-Gi-Oh players. And I was just like, I can like look at this and tell exactly what I'm looking at immediately. And I think it's fascinating that I can't with, you know, even other card games or, you know sports cards honestly i feel like the rule of thumb across all card collecting is the shinier the better <laughs> True. there you go that's the rule yep um, hey i have to interject one thought go. before we're done yeah the beauty of card collecting oh god the bringing together of people it's a true story <laughs> i got a call oh, tuesday Lord. afternoon okay from a friend a close friend of mine when i was growing up i haven't spoken to since before i got married oh that's cool 
And literally, well, first of all, his name is Mikey. It was great because he called and he was like, I'm looking for the offices of Mike Giuseppe. And I was like, oh God. The offices? Yeah, which I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, there's a land deal we want to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, somebody's buying the commercial space or something. I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's in Lawrence, Massachusetts. I was like, oh. <laughs> he's like, it's called Den Rock. Den Rock is a, is a outdoor, like, it's literally a rock wall, a natural. Mm. We used to go climbing there like every day from like 18 to 20. Or 19 or 21. But again, I'm, I'm getting to the point. Take it easy. Um, Didn't say anything, but go ahead. <laughs> can you shut up? <laughs> um, but literally the whole crux of why he even called in the first, or thought to even call was uh-huh. he had just found like this old box of cars and they were moving stuff. And it was like, hey, I got to, you know, I got to find someone to do this. And a mutual friend of ours in Florida was like, oh, that's what Geo does now. Call him. Oh, cool. But it was, dude, it was, and I literally told, I was like, dude, you are going to be on a podcast now. Like this is <laughs> well, the beauty name, of card yeah. collecting. I'll give his whole name. I'll give his phone number. I don't care. I'll give all his information. Sure. At one point, he even said to me, you know, I don't really keep up with people either. Like, I don't do like the face tweet thing. He is not saying that to be cute. I make statements to be cute sometimes. Like, oh, I'm not on the, you know, I'll play a little bit dumber than I am. Like, because oh, sometimes uh, I wonder uh, how much you're playing, but okay. Like, well, some of it I'm, I'm, but some of it I'm like, oh yeah, I don't do the Insta whole thing. I know sure. it's Instagram. I don't <laughs> think Mikey has any. There's nothing. My joke was, so you're probably not on TikTok. And he just laughed. And I was like, yeah, he has, which honestly. Which is I, so crazy. To I me think that it's the such, Northeast, such a better way of life. It's a Northeastern thing. Like even these Southern like another guys. Fun, another fun fact. Yeah. One of the best skateboarders I've ever seen in person. <laughs> Whatever. Can he even Ollie? I'll fall yeah. over your head. Yeah, I couldn't even Ollie me. So there you go. That was like, I was like cards what, literally bringing back a close friend. What's cool. really funny is like three months ago, the exact same thing happened to me. A guy that my wife and I hung out with in high school Who? reached out. His name is Robbie. Well, oh, Robert. No. Yeah. No, yeah. no, oh, you remember. Robbie with an you I. You know him. He actually still hangs out with a lot of guys we went to school. Sure. It turns Steve's out one of there. Guy Ramundo uh, that we hung out with Chris. lives in Nashville. He has his own card thing. He's like, he does, uh, he's got a YouTube page. He goes and like flips at shows and stuff and breaks, I think. And you went to school with this kid? Yeah. Yeah. Can I we have him on the show? Uh, actually, I did think about like maybe we Reach do show. something like does that. Chris no, 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 no. When's Ramundo last, is who does this. When's the yeah. last time you talked to, I'm assuming oh, Ramundo's first Ramundo. name is Chris, so. No, uh, I don't know a Chris. I never said Chris. I said Robert and. Uh, no, but, but Ramundo. Ramundo's Chris Ramundo. Chris Ramundo. No, his first name is Ramundo. Uh, he Wait, is, what? That's his first name? Yeah. Ramundo. I'd never heard that. Ray. Cool. I mean, they, they well, Ray, call him Ray. Ray. I know we call him you, Ray. You, you, you remember what sure. we called him. But, Ray uh, Romano. <laughs> Ray Romano, he loves Italian food. Um, yeah, I don't know. I ran into him like uh, him, him and his like wife or something not too long ago. But yeah, uh, can we get Ramondo on We're the gonna show? Get him on the show. We're gonna get him on the show. Do you have a way to get in touch we're, with him? Yeah, yeah, I got. I can get him on social. Can we call him? Oh, we're <laughs> call, right tell now. him we're calling him one day, please. Just a random. Call. I love. It's not random. He's in the game. I love calling He's, people. He randomly. had a great sense of humor. He was very funny. Oh, I'll be yeah. the judge of that. I remember in middle school, he went to. I think he went back to see some relatives in Mexico, and then. He didn't come back to school for a month because what I remember being told is like he drank some water down there. He wasn't used to it. Ooh, Montezuma's Revenge. He got so sick. Now, that could all be a lie, but that's well, we'll just what I remember. We'll confirm next week when he's on the show. About 30 years know, ago. I want to know about told. Sports Boy in high school. <laughs> the, the true story, not your lies that you got to get spewed. I would like to see what someone else thinks about me from high yeah, school. Yeah, I think I, it'd be I, fun. That'd be a really you weird know, experience. You know the, the over, overwhelming response if you brought up me in high school? <laughs> Let me just Who? tell you, exactly. it'd be a bunch of freaking owls and that, what? The kid with the hat, no. the quiet nerd? Jada Sefi, what? The little loser? <laughs> no, they wouldn't say that. They They'd absolutely say that guy, would say that. They, they would absolutely. That guy who picked up our towels, he was great. You were the towel boy? No. You could have been, though. I could have played. If you had tried out, you would have. Uh, that's your show. 
Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by The Ringer, powered by Spotify. See, yes! oh my, you still missed it, though. You don't even know. How do you know? It's Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by The Ringer Podcast, podcast Network. It doesn't. Why it, do it I doesn't have to matter, say the but whole that is the whole thing. That's what part. we were told earlier. Try it again just one time through. I never say Podcast Network. You I never say anything don't. right. No. I did. That was right. In my book, that was okay, right. Then we can Sports be Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We had a great show. Chris McGill, mm. thanks for joining us. Mike, he used to be the towel boy. Can we get Joe is. Pesci on the show? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll reach out to his people, and we'll see you guys all back on Monday. I think that's it. We'll see you on Monday. Goodbye.